On today's show, some big reveals from GM and Scion, Bentley hurls bricks at Lincoln, and who owns the Continental name? All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for April 1st of 2015. General Motors had a big day today with reveals of the new Chevy Malibu and Cadillac CT6. But let's start with the company's all-new luxury flagship sedan. Cadillac says it's one of the lightest full-size luxury sedans and even weighs less than the smaller BMW 5 and 6 series and the Mercedes E-Class. Three engines are available, a 2-liter inline-four, a 3-liter V6, and a 3.6-liter V6, which are mated to an 8-speed automatic. Production of North American versions begins at the end of the year at the company's Detroit Hamtramck plant. That facility will also produce global versions of the CT6, except for the Chinese market. And moving from luxury to mass market, GM also took the wraps off the new Malibu, which you can see is much more stylish than before. And if anyone sees a little Chrysler 200 in it, I'd agree with that. The wheelbase is 3.6 inches longer, and the overall length is over 2 inches longer. In addition to the new hybrid powertrain we told you about last week, the car is also offered with a new 1.5-liter turbo that's mated to a 6-speed auto and a more powerful 2-liter turbo that's mated to an 8-speed automatic transmission. The 2016 Malibu will be built at GM's plant in Kansas City. The other week we got a peek at Scion's two newest vehicles aimed at youthful buyers. But now that they've strutted their stuff down the runway in New York, we can see what they really look like. The IM was not all that shocking of a vehicle to see, since it's based on the Toyota Aris that's sold in Europe. But it's still a good looking vehicle. Power comes from a 1.8 liter engine that's mated to a standard 6-speed manual or an optional CVT, which will return an estimated 37 mpg on the highway. Starting price of the IM is expected to be under $20,000. Now let's move over to Scion's first ever sedan, the IA. To me, the exterior styling does not flow well together. Up front is an aggressive, hard-line fascia and grille, kind of like what Toyota has rolled out on its sedans. But then that transitions into these soft, flowing lines down the side of the car. It almost looks like a Mazda with a Toyota snout. Specs on the IA include a 1.5-liter engine mated to a 6-speed manual or automatic transmission that's good for an estimated 42 miles per gallon on the freeway. Scion has the IA listed in the $16,000 price range. And if you want to learn more about those vehicles, John will be interviewing the executives in charge of creating those new cars, plus many more. Just keep checking out our website throughout the day to catch the latest updates. And we'll be back with more news right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. Did you catch the catfight on Facebook yesterday involving the head of Bentley Design? Luke Dunkerwolka accused Lincoln of ripping off the design of the Bentley Flying Spur. And there's no question the profile of the Lincoln Continental concept car does remind us of the Flying Spur, but kind of in the same way that the profile of an F-150 reminds us of a Silverado. 
David Woodhouse, Lincoln's head of design, tells AutoLine he's disappointed by Dunker Wilka's accusation, but is not going to get engaged in this argument. And maybe cooler heads at Bentley better make sure this argument does not escalate. Its use of the name Continental, as in Continental GT, may rest on Ford's benevolence. A quick search on the U.S. Patent and Trademark database turns up Ford's registration of the Continental name. But no such mark exists for Bentley or its parent company, Volkswagen AG. We shot an email to Bentley's public relations head in the U.S. for a clarification, but have not yet heard back from him. But Joe Henricks, head of Ford Americas, told Autoline that the two companies have a tacit agreement to allow Bentley to use the Continental name. So what do you think? Did Lincoln rip off Bentley, or is this just a prima donna's hissy fit? Coming up next, some of the biggest names in the automotive world get together to share where they think the industry is going. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. On the eve of the New York Auto Show, the historic Grand Hyatt Hotel played host to the 6th Annual Automotive Forum. Put on by the powerhouse trio of the national auto dealers, J.D. Power, and the show itself. It was a day filled with many familiar automotive movers and shakers, along with a couple of new ones, including the Oracle of Omaha himself, and now a car dealer as well, Warren Buffett. John caught up with one of the key speakers, Sandy Schwartz, the president of Cox Automotive, who talked about the impact of the forum and what messages he hopes came from it. Before the New York Auto Show kicks off, there's something of a tradition with the J.D. Power and NADA conference. Sandy, you've been speaking at it, and what do you make of this whole thing, and how important is it to kick off the New York show? Well, first of all, I'm honored that I, get, I got to be one of the speakers today. So a couple things. I think, first of all, you know, the New York show is really big. I mean, this is kind of the feeling, wow, we're really you know, into their auto shows before that are very important and after. But this one just has a feel to it. And then secondly, because it's New York, it brings together analysts. It brings together people in the industry. It brings together uh, prognosticators. We all know how right or wrong they might be. But I think this kind of sets the tone for how people think, where the industry is going. And, uh, you know, the other thing I love about this one is there's not total agreement in the room. Uh, there's some people who think some things, and we have healthy debate while we're here. So for me, this is always a fun, fun time of year to come here in New York. Healthy debate, of course, is what moves everything forward. It is, and I think it's healthy debate all the way from, will the finance industry stay the way it is and keep cars, car buying healthy? How quickly uh, does the automotive buying have to change? It's one of the things I spoke about today, and how do our dealers have to adapt, and how quickly do they have to adapt? And then also, look, there are world economics that play in this, too. It's not just us and uh, things going on in China and India. Um, we're very fortunate that we're a global company. Mannheim Auctions has global presence. We have a global presence with our classified business in, in England, and then along with our very strong auto trader, Kelly Blue Book, and all of our software companies. Give us a thumbnail of what you were talking about here today. Well, I... Mainly, it was we've got to we've got to make sure that we we make it convenient and we let people who buy cars be in control, and that means a lot of different things. But we've done a survey of more than four thousand people, and one of the things they're telling us is we want test drives to be easier. We want to be able to do more things with them. Um, we really want to be able to control the deal a little more, and you know that doesn't mean everything has to be anonymously on the internet. It, it could mean during certain parts of it, uh, and then I think the structure of how deals happen. So uh, a lot of different things, but mostly focused on how the car buying is changing, how we have to change with it. And, you know, I will tell you, my kids who are millennials, 
certainly aren't going to buy cars the same way that you and I buy cars. And so I think how we, how we change with that and how we make control and convenience so important is, is really the key. In your speech, you talked about buying a Sunbeam <laughs> Alpine. Now, recount that shortly. So first of all, let me tell you, that was a little dangerous because I'm, aging, I'm a, uh, showing my age to everybody. They can figure that out. But you know what? That was 1969, and I think about the differences then and today. So some of the differences clearly were um, there weren't condition reports. You know, there wasn't AutoTrader and, and its competitors. I couldn't look at this online. But, you know, the test drive was the same. The paperwork seemed the same. And... You know, we've progressed in some ways, we haven't in others. And so I'll always love that car, but I do know that uh, times have changed in some ways and have stood still in some ways. And I think it's our responsibility, no matter what side of this business you're on, to really help push it forward and move it. I couldn't agree more. Sandy Schwartz, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Always enjoy it. Thank you. And don't forget to watch for AutoLine on the Road from the New York Auto Show starting today on our website. We'll be covering everything from the Lexus RX to the Chevy Malibu and much more. Plus, we'll even be broadcasting after hours from the floor of the show on Thursday. So check out all the Autoline coverage from the 2015 New York International Auto Show. And you can even check out our Twitter page for more updates. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.